0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast and today we have the huge honor of having with us Ashok from Edison. Ashok, thank you so much for taking the time to be part of our podcast and I really enjoy your background. Thanks thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Yes, uh, I wish I could be physically at (laughs) uh, Sanford Bridge but uh, uh, this is the best I can do right now. I mean,
0: like, I, I think we all would really want to be at some sort of stadium these days. And I mean, like, even even uh, you know, in in Norway now, like in my city, in my my local team is playing the Champions League playoffs. So it's kind of exciting times, and hopefully, you know, that that will go all the way. But let's let's see. Um, but but Ashok, today we're gonna have a very interesting topic. We're gonna dive a little bit into you know, obviously exploring AI in sports. And I mean, like, I think there's a lot of people that still are unaware about like AI, you know, and, and especially like utilizing that in sports. I think it's it's definitely a good podcast to like open people's eyes a little bit and then learning more about Edison, you know, the project that you've been working on. But before we do that, I think it would be great if you could just share a little bit about your story, your background, like how, like just share a little bit about yourself. I think that would be amazing.
1: Sure, yeah, no, look good. Uh... So uh, my background is that I've been in the sports industry for 15 odd years. I've been a sports fan for way, way longer than that. (laughs) right. Uh, (laughs) As we all have. uh, have. Absolutely. That's why we're all having this conversation now and your audience are all sports fans, I'm sure. (laughs) So so look, I've been uh, in the sports media, marketing, sponsorship space for the longest time. I spent a lot of time in India. Right. But also spent some time in the U.S. and Europe, nice. uh, and uh, so that was uh, my 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 background. Yeah, and uh, I always wanted to uh, jump into the technology side of things. Uh, right. and the reason why technology is important is because that is the only way to reach tens of millions or hundreds of millions of fans around the world. Right, and and that is the reason why uh, about uh, about 18 months back we decided to start uh, Edison. Right. So,
0: so let's, let's talk a little bit about your startup journey. Like obviously, you know, why, why, why did you want to kind of like, you know, create a startup, you know, which is obviously, you know, a challenging thing. And then how did, you know, Edison come to life essentially?
1: Look, uh, I've been in startups, uh, started, my, I've been an entrepreneur for more than 12 years now. I so see. I think uh, one fundamental point is that, uh, I don't know whether you know I can uh, take instructions from another boss and work in a large <laughs> company any longer. Right. I'd rather right. make my own mistakes. I right. don't want uh, somebody else to tell me to make a mistake. So yeah, yeah. that is one reason why startup. start up. But look, uh, I think the sports industry has a lot of opportunities and for people listening, uh, it is still uh, to a large extent compared to other industries. If you look at the consumer product, goods, company right. industry, financial services, etc. Yeah. There are no really large, large players, right? So right. I think it's a good opportunity for young people to start up and do their own thing. Uh, yeah. As opposed to working for somebody else, that is the opportunity. And uh, because the industry is still a much smaller industry compared to a lot of other industries. Absolutely. Uh, you can create your own thing, uh, learn from other industries, bring them into uh, the sports, se- sports sector and build... Like what we're doing. I mean, we learned right. on AI machine learning, and we built it into sport. So, yeah, like that. There are multiple opportunities. So, startup is the way to go.
0: So, so tell me like a little bit about the the, the specific journey with Edison. Like, how did how did that come to life?
1: Yeah. So, like I was saying, uh, I wanted to get into the technology side of uh, stuff. Right. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I am not a technology guy myself. So we went right. and I went and got. Uh, uh, a technology person who then turned out to be my co-founder and CTO in, nice. in Edison. So before we came across Edison as an idea, we were throwing a few things at the ball, just trying yeah. to experiment with something in the augmented reality space, something in the right. virtual reality space. We did some work as well with some clients, including Star, and Star is now owned by Disney, a large broadcaster, Nice, uh, some leading uh, brands uh, on these things. But Once we kind of stumbled upon this whole idea of going after where the fans are and fans are consuming content on non-digital devices, Right. the moment we realized that, you know, um, we could have a play there and we thought about the idea Edison, we were super excited about it because look, I mean, especially now with COVID, more and more fans are watching sport on phones, digital devices, linear cable television is a thing of the past and we felt we could have the most impact. Uh, by building something like this nice
0: nice and and let's let's talk a little bit about like you know ai in fan engagement because i mean like fan engagement has been like sort of like a hot topic uh you know probably the last uh you know five six five six years now at least uh, maybe a little bit longer and obviously you know in, in kind of like you know the the momentum with technology you know entering also sports the innovation side you know you see the enormous growth of sports tech you know companies the utilizing of tech among, among, you know, major organizations, you know, you recently saw like a major deal uh, with Bayern Munich, you know, partnering up with the Amazon, you know, for the data management, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, when it comes to the AI and fan, and, fan engagement, and obviously, you know, thinking particular with Edison, like what kind of data are you utilizing and how, how does it benefit the fan, you know, because I think like, you know, obviously, you know, the key thing about fan engagement is like, you know, how to bring value for the fans and obviously, yes. you know, to the organizations as well. But the key focus here is fans. And I'm just thinking like, you know, if they, and and like all of the ones that are listening here are, you know, fans as well. Even if they're working in the industry or want to be part of the industry, they're kind of like, okay, well, what kind of data are you utilizing and how will it benefit the fan?
1: Yeah. So uh, look, fan engagement, like you rightly said, uh, has been around for, for a long time. People have yep. been talking about it, right? Uh, the way we are looking at it is that uh, AI has multiple use cases, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, one of the one of the key elements of AI that we are using is computer vision, right? right. Which is one element of AI, which is yep. uh, facial recognition, uh, recognition of numbers, so using visual cues to use right. AI, yep. right? I think a lot of the adaptation of AI in sport has been more on the data analytics side, mm. recommendations and stuff. So right. if you get tons of training data, from iot devices or whatever else yeah how can ai make sense of that to decide who is the better footballer or who's a better you know a basketball player or whatever it is? Right? right so for coaching and stuff yeah but we are looking at ai as a great tool to enhance consumer experience right okay and we use computer vision to do that yeah. and uh, the way we add value to fans uh, is that if you're watching say a uh, 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 champions league game like you yep. mentioned right uh, you're watching the Norway team playing whoever they're playing. Let's assume Chelsea versus uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know some team, right? Uh, now, apart from the core fans of the Norway team in Norway or the core fans of Chelsea, most yeah. people will not know who the players are, and and how do you sort of interact with that with that? Right. Fight, right? Ultimately, yeah. sports broadcast has largely been a broadcast feed, which is I produce, all of you watch. Right. right. So right. if you're watching the game in Norway, I'm watching the game in India, it's exactly the same feed, pretty much. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but kids nowadays uh, want to interact, you know. Right. They want to play around with it. I mean, uh, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, said that some time back, uh, that if the NBA does not look like Fortnite in a few years time, right. he believes more young fans will watch and play Fortnite than watch the NBA. Right. right? so if it's not video game like if it is not interactive if it is not customized you know right. fans are going to drop off right. right from watching watching sports so we're trying to solve that problem using computer vision and ai in uh, in what we're building with Edison.
0: nice and I, I think you touched upon really something impo- something important there in terms of uh, you know speaking to the individual fan or or user in a sense where you know, especially now where where you have so many, uh, you know, opportunities and, and I, I would almost say like distractions in a sense where there's so much going on, right? So like, there's so much that is trying to grab your attention. And I think like the m- more you can, you know, niche specific it to individuals, especially in, you know, this sort of sense where, you know, maybe you have a favorite player that you can follow, you know, more specifically, maybe, you know, they're, you want to see like how is the view from you know like the keeper you know like if you want to be a keeper like and, and starting to like understanding this you know key key factors then you then you start to grab like you know specifically attention i think also like a, a good point is to say that you know changing the view and interacting uh, especially like you know maybe even looking at like what what twitch have done you know in in the few recent few recent years and kind of like you know changed the streaming industry um, and, and it's been quite interesting and I just saw as well, and I'm not going to dig too much deep into like the gaming side of things, but, but it is interesting. I don't know if you're familiar with like, it's, it's a new, uh, pretty new game from Ubisoft called hyperscape, which actually created a partnership with Twitch where the fans that are watching it can actually have an impact on what's happening in the game,
2: mm.
0: like directly. So it's, it's quite like talking a little bit about like, you know, that, you know, player to, to audience, you know, engagement, and, and it's quite like, you know, an interesting element. And how how are you seeing like, you know, this being used in, in, in sports and obviously, you know, AI, you know, improving the new normal during and after the, the pandemic?
1: Yeah, yeah, look, I think uh, uh, you, I mean, you got it right when you said that uh, it has to, uh, the word broadcast itself must go away. If you think about it, broadcast is that I produce and everybody watches it. Right. But if you are, you know, if you are a, a fan of Messi and I'm a fan of Ronaldo, for example, yeah. when you're watching football, right? Right. Uh, if I want to now get stats about a particular player when I'm watching a game, you know, right. how do I do that now? I need to kind of minimize that screen, open yeah. up Google or open up some other stats screen and right. then go on Google and figure that out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise the stats which come up on screen today is what the producer thinks all of us must watch. Right. You know? Right. If, yeah, I'm like standard, standard standard. Yeah. if I'm not interested in Messi's stats, If I'm not interested in messy stats, I'm only interested in Ronaldo's stats. Yeah, you know? yeah. What do I do then? Right? I go to Google and go somewhere else. Right. The moment I'm leaving the main screen and going somewhere else, I'm gone. I right. may or may not come back. Right. You know? I good. might go click something else. I see some other, you know, some other thing. And before you realize it, i am gone down the internet rabbit hole. I may, 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 <laughs> As, may as, not as we all tend
0: back. to do sometimes.
1: Exactly right, right. Exactly. So so the point is, if you can offer a clickable version, which is mm-hmm. the way we are looking at it, is right. click on Ronaldo, click on Messi when you want and get stats on demand. You know, this is an right. on demand generation. Yeah. I want to get stuff which I want when I want it, not when you decide that I must see it. Basically, right. Right. No, exactly. You're so using AI computer vision technologies to make the whole screen clickable, click on a player, see their stats, see their social media handles. If I want to see the Twitter handle, I don't need to minimize it, go on to Twitter and stuff like that. You know? guys, nice. Do everything I want to do on demand when I feel like it. If I just want to watch the game, I turn everything else off and watch the game. But what? if I want to interact with the game in the in the in the middle period of the game when there's nothing else much yeah. happening. I want to be able to access it. So that is what we are building as a platform.
0: But at least you have the option, right? I mean, like, I think that's probably the the key, key thing because you're not excluding, say like, you know, the older maybe generation that are not, you know, that want to interact as much. They just want to like, you know, have it their way, which is always been like, okay, I watched the game, I see the halftime stats, and then I watch the second half, you know, or, or whatever, right? But I, I think like, you know, especially for the new generation too, and, and especially like how we thinking too, in terms of like, you know, taking care of the young generation of like adapting mm-hmm. and building something that suits them. And I think like you're really down the alley here of like, you know, keeping it specific and, and relevant. And, and, you know, if I, you know, going back like, you know, 10 years uh, or maybe like 15, you know, or, or maybe more where I can like, you know, when I was a kid and I could like, you know, press on the player that I really want to follow, like for me, like I was always wanted to be like a central midfielder. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, if I could specifically like, you know, look at, okay, what is say like, uh, you know, Xavi's, you know, pass percentage and like, look, okay, how is he, you know, playing and yeah. like, okay, how can I improve, you know, based on that, I think it will also, you know, help that side of, you know, development, if you're thinking like from a, from a sports perspective too, of like, you know, becoming a good athlete.
1: Absolutely correct, yeah. So I think uh, the the key here is giving the control to the fan and enabling the fan to do what he or she wants when they want it, you know? Right Right now, sports content does not offer that. And that is what we're trying to fix.
2: Looking into the future, the beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph, or not. Being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step. Sport in Global is a digital network for sports jobs. It gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are, regardless of gender, nationality, and experience. Our AI system matches up talent with human resources, Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. Sportin Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction sign up to sport in global sport in global the best way to enter the sports industry
0: so how, how do you like how do you see like this was changed like from an organizational standpoint like from the the the, the football teams and the and the sports teams utilizing this like how will it you know, what's the benefit for them, like from utilizing your, your, your tool and resource here?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Look, I mean, uh, I like to uh, answer this question in a pre-COVID and a post-COVID era. Yeah. Okay. Smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so pre-COVID, uh, what we were seeing is that uh, to a large extent, fan engagement was a huge thing for a lot of our clients. Okay. Right. Uh, right. and our clients are typically broadcasters teams leagues okay yeah. around the world across multiple sports right for them fan engagement was a very very important thing to do uh, you know and monetization was a not a immediate priority it's a, right. maybe a second order priority yeah okay what has happened now post covid you know all of them are facing huge revenue pressures right right uh, sponsorships are dropping media rights are being renegotiated some leagues are not happening. There are no fans in the stadiums. There are lots of revenue pressures, right? right. So now monetization has become an equally important thing. It's not just fan engagement anymore, right? Luckily for us, uh, the, the the platform that we have built enables both of these engagement and monetization. So nice. to give you an example as to why they would then want to adopt it. I mean, let's assume you are uh, sky in the UK or uh, right. You know, uh, Star in India or ESPN in the US or whatever. Else. Yeah. And if they use our technology, for example, uh, not not just will you be able to click on a player and see stats and social media and content and stuff, mm. you'll also be able to click on a player and buy his T-shirt, buy oh. merchandise. Nice. You know, buy tickets, or in in markets where gambling and betting is allowed, yeah. In in large parts of Europe and in the US now. You right. could almost we could also put graphics on top of players' heads hmm. to say these are the betting odds of say Messi scoring a hat trick. Nice. You know? Or or uh, you know, somebody to get sent off or right. somebody right. to Lebron to score thirty points in a game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? So fans can now on the same broadcast screen wherever they're watching the game, could actually click and see the various betting odds and place a bet then and there. Right. You know? So our tool is therefore able to enable uh, is therefore able to sort of drive engagement uh, and monetization monetization using tickets merchandise betting sponsorship and advertising and stuff like that
0: yeah and I think you touched upon really and this was something like one of the things I was like you know was gonna ask about too is like how do you you know how can you monetize it you know especially from a fan, fan perspective because I especially like from a US And I have like some US uh, sport business background being there a couple of years too and doing some business there. But, But it's like, you know, it's interesting to see like, you know, how can we, you know, like utilizing them to like, you know, whether that's buying, you know, a jersey or like getting a meal or what it might be, you know, in a very simple and efficient way. Obviously, you know, being present at the stadium, but now like you have to like, you know, look at that from they're not in the stadium anymore. And how can they still, you know, cap on that opportunity where, okay. Yeah, you, you like, you see, uh, like, look at, like, uh, you know, one of the new players at, you know, Chelsea or Manchester United or whatever, like, you know, you're watching their first game, they're scoring a goal, and you're like, oh, I want his jersey now, you know, so then you can, you know, easily do that. And I think, like, that is a game changer in the sense of, like, how fans can interact, not only of, like, you know, and, and I think, like, obviously, you know, looking back to, like, what you said about, like, not leaving pages, you know, and, like, staying in the one, you know, particular spot will be key here. So you, you also don't have too many steps of like doing that. And I assume like that stuff that you guys have been thinking about as well of like, you know, minimizing that, you know, click chain and like how long it takes to actually like buy that jersey or what it might be to, to interact. Because at the end of the day, you still want to watch the game. And, and that's exactly will be the key focus nonetheless.
1: Exactly. Also uh, one other point on the, uh, uh, I mean, just on a monetization standpoint, yeah, uh, for sure, is is data analytics, right? So, right. Uh, because you are allowed to now click on a screen, and you know, you keep clicking on Messi, I keep clicking on Ronaldo. Yeah. you click on Steph Curry, I click on LeBron James, for example. Yeah, yeah. you know, we can collect a lot of user data. <laughs> yeah, I, you can collect lots of user data, right? Right. So right. we know that you're a you're a LeBron James. I mean, you're a Steph Curry fan. I'm a LeBron James fan, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now. Let's assume it's a Lakers versus Warriors game and, uh, you know, uh, Warriors uh, scores, you know, X number of points or Steph Curry gets a triple-double or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, The Warriors or the NBA could now send a push notification to all the fans who clicked on a Warriors player, you know, right. saying Under Armour, 10% discount, you know? Right. The last thing, the last thing I want as a LeBron James fan is to see a notification or to see a message to buy a Steph Curry jersey.
0: Right. No, 100%. So,
1: we could be hyper targeted uh, and deliver more value for a nike or an aramador or brands like that Yeah, because you know fan behavior you know who is actually clicking on which player and give them the specific right. information or the specific uh, offers that they want right you know so analytics becomes a massive piece as we scale this up yeah and,
0: and i know it's something as you know, we're going back as well of like people talked a lot about data, right. And like data analytics, but, and, and there's like so much data everywhere, but the real, the real value is like how to use it, right. How do you utilize it into value? And, and I think like here in a sense too, where we always talked about from the beginning, is like, how can we target each individual fan, you know, to make them, you know, happy in a sense and like contain about, okay, as you say, like if, if you're, you know a fan of and it doesn't even have to be Messi or Ronaldo say like a fan of like Buffon I know it's not you know playing anymore but like you know you have like you know your favorite keeper what it might be and and like you get like he he do like a a penalty save or something right and then okay pops up like hey you want to buy his jersey you know like exactly it's like these little things that will like keep the momentum going I think it will help you know the organizations as well and I I think you touch upon really nice too it's like how to integrate, you know, the brands like Nike, Under Armour, like Adidas in these, you know, pools as well. Like where, I mean, like I saw like this a lot in the, in the U.S. like on game days, right. Where say like, you know, okay, if, if, if um, like typical like basketball game, if they score, you know, this and this amount within like, you know, this, um, this amount of time, Uh, of the third quarter like everyone get like you know a free hot dog or like i don't know Mm. like 10 percent of this and this and i mean like it's sort of like utilizing the game actions into you know more than again of course specific you know fan fan engagement you know in a sense and like helping them you know utilize and get the most out of it so it's a very you know interesting marketplace and a lot of potential as you said and i think if, if we're going to look like, you know, just from like the broader perspective here of like AI and utilizing that in sports, like what what kind of opportunities do you see, you know, especially now moving forward?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there is one category like us. Uh, we are using AI on the consumer facing front end, the fan facing end, which is right. fan engagement monetization. Right. If you go right the other end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of AI technologies are already being used to enhance player performance, right right uh, using same computer vision, you could almost track uh, distances somebody runs, uh, what yep. is the speed, what is the height somebody jumps, uh, stuff like that to help you with uh, scouting and you know uh, then you could use a lot of data uh, yep. on variables and then use AI on top of the data to figure out you know injuries and uh, you know, peak right. heart rates and stuff like that. Uh, that is the other kind of area. The third area uh, one is player performance, one is fan engagement. The third area could be in the whole analytics space, right? So, like you said, uh, most sports teams have lots of data. Yeah. They don't know what to do with it because they're not tech companies themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. So, AI companies could now come in and say, look, let me get your training data, let me get your, uh, sorry, ticketing data, let me get your merchandise sales, let me get your Stadium attendance data. Let me get uh, all sorts of other stuff. Plus, merge that with viewership data from your broadcast partner, etc. Right. And put all of that into one large data warehouse and use AI to start doing predictions. Right. How much can I sell the next game's tickets for? Yeah. Uh, you know, how much should I price merchandise? What is the deal to offer on merchandise? You yeah. know. Yeah. And at an at an individual level, right? Based on your buying behavior and stuff like that, right. and your viewing behavior. Yeah. We could start predicting what is it that you would like to do right? And right. give you special offers, right? right. Yeah. So if I know, for example, that you are a fan of a particular player based on what you're watching or, you know, which team you're watching, which team mm. are you watching against and stuff, I could start predicting stuff. And AI does this all this beautifully, right? right. No, so there are three or four areas where AI could uh, could come in. One is vision, uh, data analytics, you know, stuff like that.
0: Then I would also tap upon, like, recruitment, you know, as a, as a way too, like, for organizations in order to enhance and officiate you know, how they recruit people, especially now more than ever in a digital, you know, world and like being so, you know, where you can hire a lot of remote people, what it might be, there's, there's a lot of potential of, you know, tapping out to people from all over the world, essentially, and utilizing, you know, data in order to find the most suitable candidates, which I think, you know, again, it, it's it's expensive hiring the wrong kind of people. So I, I see a lot of potential in, in that market as well to utilizing that to help, help organizations in in the sport industry for sure.
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, look. Uh, I mean, I get uh, uh, resumes all the time from people wanting to join or right. whatever. I wish I could use an AI solution to sort of uh, help me with uh, the right fit.
0: Well, uh, we, and, so. you know where you're gonna go now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but 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 to, to sort of like wrap it wrap it up. Um, I was thinking, you know, what kind of tips do you do you have for uh, you know students, young professionals that are you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're passionate about sports. There's a lot of people here, you know, listening, uh, you know, young and young and more experienced people, but for the young ones that are, you know, obviously, you know, more interesting in the data, maybe like want to explore like AI towards like sports, like where, like, how do you begin? Like, where should you like start looking? Because I think like once you're like first, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. AI is being used, you're like, okay, where do I begin? You know, it's like so much. Uh, so, so what kind of tips do you, do you have for that?
1: Yeah. So if the question specifically is about, uh, how can, you know, young professional students get into the AI space? Uh, the answer would be that, uh, look at the end of the day, uh, AI is ultimately leveraging technology. Right. right. And, uh, my recommendation, if you are young and just about starting out in your career is, uh, to pick up some tech skills if you can. Right. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, it is fine to say, look, I understand sport. Uh, right. Therefore, I will become the business analyst and explain how data should be analyzed. Right. Uh, the honest truth, I guess, whatever I've seen uh, in my experience is that there are too many people who will offer the same skill set. Right. Okay? Uh, what is lacking, I think, uh, in sports industry, in the sports uh, sector yep. is the ability for somebody with sports understanding but have some level of tech skills. I'm not saying you should go and... Uh, become an engineer or go right, or learn right. coding, et cetera. But learn enough of technology uh, to be able to write your own scripts, to be able to, if a lot of data has come in to be able to write your own queries. Yeah. Uh, add that technology layer skill on top. You know? Right. In my, my in my opinion, just going out of tech for a minute and uh, as a as a, as a, as a recruiter, if I'm if I'm looking for people, right. I look for one of two things. One is, are you? do you have the ability to get me business? Can nice. you sell? Yeah. Okay. That is for the sure. most important skill, in my opinion. 100%. If you don't have the ability to sell, do you have the ability to build? Right. You know, can you build my product? Right. Right. I don't, uh, I'm not that, I'm not a big fan of people who can't sell or cannot build, but right. are in the middle, you know? Yeah. yeah. And people say, look, I am a sports fan. I've done sports management. Now give me a job. Right. Now, that doesn't solve too much for me, right? Right. Are you able to sell right. or are you able to build my product out? I mean, one of the two, yeah, be on yeah. one side of the spectrum, yeah, yeah. not don't be in the middle is my recommendation.
0: No, and I, I think you're very right, and I think people uh forget sometimes the importance of, of selling and sales in general, uh, and because they're like, oh, I want to work like fan engagement or like game day or what it might be, it's like kind of like the the, the pretty side, you know, marketing, you know, it's always like yeah. the hot topic. And I mean, like we just had a conversation not too long ago with like Andy Dolish. Uh, he's like a big time player in the, in, in, in the U S sport business world, like working as like a C level executive for like, you know, 49ers, uh, you know, major major organizations, like during his time. And, you know, as I said, at the end of the day, you know, if you can bring money in, like, yeah. That's 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 the key factor. That's where we should begin, you know. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, like you know, it, it's two things: sell or build, you know. And especially like obviously, you know, depending depending on what what kind of organization you are. But you're very very, very right in terms of you know this this kind of thought process. And for any out there, you know, now is especially now like a lot of people are home, you know, maybe not having a lot to do. I know like a lot of people are going back to school and you know being in that process again. But if you have some free time, like there's a lot of you know good courses there's a lot of good people to speak with you know dive into it and see you know how you can and, and, and see where the industry is moving forward. We've been having a lot of you know interesting conversations obviously with, with Ash is one of them like explore more of the tech side and, and and there's a lot of untapped potential and, and as Ashha mentioned you know there will be a lot of opportunities related to sports technology, the utilizing of data, understanding that data but most importantly, Creating value out of that data, monetizing that data. Um, so I don't know, Ashok, if you have like any any final remarks, but uh, but uh, yeah, I would just like to thank you 100% for like taking the time, sharing your stories, sharing your inputs, and it will be interesting to see you know the the, the journey of Edison and and uh, where we will all lead on. But I don't know if you have any final final thoughts.
1: No, look, I mean, that was great. Uh, One last thought I would leave uh, your audience with uh, if they are interested would be that uh, uh, I would look at COVID as a massive opportunity. You could be anywhere in the world and you could start, you could be working for any organization in the world. Uh, The the tyranny of distance is no longer uh, holding you back, right? You could be sitting anywhere in the world and you could work for Manchester United, the 49ers. You could work for ESPN, NBC, or at some point in time, even work for Edison. I mean, right, wherever you are, it really doesn't matter, right? So use this opportunity, grab it with both hands, and I think uh, this is like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for sports professionals to to start thinking. Look, I mean, most people think about okay, if I've studied. Uh, in Norway, let we right. start getting a job in Norway, and then slowly go out to Europe, and then yep. I go to the US. Yeah, you could start aiming much higher from day one.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think it's a perfect way to wrap up, Ashak. and with that. And with that, I would like to thank you so much for taking the time. And with every video we we do, we always finish with this not kiss, which means see you later in the region. <laughs> see you
1: later, or whatever. yeah. All right. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Ashok. I appreciate it. Thank you.